I'll be reading two Bible verses, John 4, verse 13 to 15, and Matthew 11, verse 25 to 30. John 4, verse 13 to 15. Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water, welling up to eternity life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to drink water. Matthew 11, verse 25 to 30. The Father revealed in the Son. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learnt and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Um, my name is Jeremiah, and by God's grace, I'll be bringing the message this morning. Um, we started this series last week on God's provision for our mental health, uh, which is rest. And uh, as I said last week, I'm going to say it again this morning. I'm not a mental ex expert. Um, that's not my field. But I've been privileged to speak on this topic. So I'll be looking at it from the biblical perspective, not as a professional. And also, I've put most of what I'm going to say on the slide because of my accent. So you can follow me on the slide. And if I'm speaking too fast, Mike, just be my guy. Just tell me, slow down. I'll be watching. Thank you very much. So let's pray. Our dear God, we thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for the grace to come before you this morning again to learn from you. You said in your word that you have not called us to seek you in vain. We know you have something in mind for us. You have something you want to do in our lives. Lord, we ask this morning you will help us. That we will receive your word with humility. We will receive your word with grace. That as your word goes out, it will not come back to you unfulfilled. The reason why you are sending your word to us at this crucial time, we pray that it will come to pass. Lord, we pray for every individual here, every person struggling with mental health challenges. Lord, we pray that they will find refuge in your word. We pray for every one of us that you will help us today. Lord, I humble myself before you ask for your grace. Pray that you will help me to speak your mind. Pray that you will help. You will give every one of us faith to receive your word. We thank you for this. 
and for many more you will do for us. For we have asked and received in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Zaria, for the Bible passage. Uh, as I said, we started this series last week. And our anchor scripture has been Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30, which says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This was where we started from last week. We were, by God's grace, we were able to talk about come. Come. That's God's invitation. That's God's provision for everyone. Are you struggling with mental health? Have you tried everything and it's not working? God is saying, come. The invitation is always open and it is still open. God is saying, come to me. And we're able to emphasize this to me. God is saying, come to me. Don't go to it. Don't, I'm not asking you to go to the pastor, to the church, to me, to me personally, to me, God, come to me. And also, we talk about I. I, God, in my capacity as the creator of heaven and earth, I will give you rest. He's saying it without restriction, without limitation, that when you come, I will give you rest. That's the verdict. He has said it, and he will do it. That was what God helped us to look into last week. And by God's grace, today we'll be looking at the second part of that scripture from verse 29. Now, there is the rest this Bible passage talked about here. But when we move further, it says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So we want to talk about the rest here and the rest here. The two types of rest that Bible passage talks about. I pray God will help us this morning in Jesus' name. Now, God's offer to all who come to him. There is an offer which says, I will give you rest. Now, that's a general and a basic offer. It's for everybody. It is a general offer. It says, for those who come to me, I will give you rest. God is merciful. The Bible says, he sent his rain down both on the wicked and on the good. So there is a rest that doesn't discriminate. It's for everyone. As long as you come, you will find that rest. That's the first part of it. Now, oh, he said, everyone will come, everyone who comes will receive rest because it is impossible for God to lie. When you come, you will find rest because God cannot lie. So when he has said, I will give you rest, when you come to him, be rest assured, you will find rest. Now, rest is for those who believe him because the Bible says, anyone who comes to him 
must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So for everyone that comes and say, God, I've been told you gave rest and I believe you can give me rest. So when you come, he will give you rest. The rest is always available. It is guaranteed at every time and doesn't discriminate. Now, let me just dwell on that a little bit. We have read in the Bible that so many times Jesus performed several miracles. Even for those who are not believers. In John chapter 6, there was a man who has been sick for 36 years. Jesus had mercy on him and healed him. And in that same chapter, immediately the man was healed, he started committing sin. Jesus had to go and meet him and say, stop sinning. Or else something else will happen to you. That's who Jesus is. He doesn't discriminate. Whether you are a good Christian or not, this rest that we are talking about doesn't discriminate. As long as you come, you will find it. It's a rest for everyone, for those who come to Jesus. So, for this rest we are talking about, God's offer for everyone is that I will give you rest. And he has said it, he will do it. Let's move further. Now, Let's come to what is rest. Literally, if I ask every one of us that when I say I want to rest, what does it mean? It means taking a break. I just want to take a break. The dictionary meaning of rest means to cease work. I'm sorry I'm using dictionary because English is not my first language. So sometimes I just have to go through all this process to get my message across. It, he said, to cease work or movement in order to relax, sleep, or recover strength. That is the dictionary definition of rest. When you say, I just want to rest. I need to take a break now. Rest means to stay in a specified position. Just for example, I'll say, I'm resting on this thing. I'm staying on a, in a position. Also, rest means to be based on to depend on, to stand down, to lean on, inactivity, recess, or break. So when Jesus say, I will give you rest, he say, I will give you a period of inactivity. I will give you a break. I will give you time to relax. When you come to me, you will find relaxation. When you come to me, you will find a break. I will give you time to go on a break. That burden that you are bearing, you will put it down and relax. That's what Jesus is offering in that Matthew chapter 11 verse 28. Now, am I speaking too fast? No. Okay. Matthew eleven twenty-eight. 28. Rest. Let me go back a little. Now we want to talk about this rest here. This rest that says, ah, we give you rest. Now, the rest Jesus is talking about here is that it's a short moment of break. That's a forced rest. For everyone suffering from mental health challenges, when you come, there is a rest. It is a short moment of inactivity or break. It is an instant relief package. You know, when you are going through a difficult time and you meet with Ethan or Mike or one of the pastors, and they hold your hands and they pray with you. 
You need that relief, that joy that overwhelms your heart, that moment of peace that you feel. That's what we're talking about. Sometimes after they pray for you, it feels like you are in another world. You feel so happy, so relaxed, so peaceful. Those who receive this rest, they will always go. You know, when Jesus says, I will give you rest. We have seen people after receiving rest and say, Oh, thank you very much. I feel relieved now. They carry their burden again and go. That's Matthew eleven twenty eight rest. There are people after they have someone has prayed for them, after a short while, they feel, oh God, this thing has come back again. I'm in trouble again. This thing is happening again. So for those who receive this Matthew eleven twenty eight rest, they will go. It's for uh, after praying for you, you go and you carry your burden again and go. Now, the story of the Samaritan woman that we read. She's always drawing water from the well of Jacob. Jesus told her, this water that you are drawing, anyone that drink it, they will go thirsty again. If you, con- if you drink this water, you're going to go thirsty again. If you take this rest and go, you're going to be weary and burdened again. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. If you take this rest, this Matthew eleven twenty eight rest, I'm trusting God that I'll be able to explain this very well. This rest that I say I will give you, after you have collected it, after you have received this rest, you will go. That's what most people do. After collecting rest from Jesus, they carry their bag and say, thank you so much. I felt so relieved. And they carry their body by. After two or three days, they come back again. I'm tired. I'm wearied. I'm burdened. That's the challenge of this Matthew eleven twenty-eight rest. When Jesus say, I will give you rest. Those who receive this type of rest, most of the time, they go. They leave Jesus again. And we have seen that over and over again in the Bible. In the wilderness, when the children of Israel, some people came to Jesus in uh, John chapter 6, verse 27. They said, Jesus, after they have ate the first day, Jesus gave them bread. They felt so relieved. They felt so happy. The following day, they came back to Jesus. Jesus told them, I know why you came. Yesterday, you had bread and you were filled. And that's why you are here today again. Jesus said, this bread will not last you. This bread that you are always coming back every time to eat. You eat, you eat today, you leave. After a while, you come back, you eat, you go. That's a level. Jesus is saying, those who eat this bread, this one, those who drink this water, those who drink this water, they will be thirsty again. And that's why so many people, they struggle they feel, well, I went to the church, and after the pastor prayed for me, I felt so relieved. Everything worked for a couple of days. And after that, psh, everything just went back to normal again. feel stressed. I feel pressured. felt depressed again. Because that's how it is designed. That Matthew eleven twenty eight rest. If you come back ten times, God will always give it to you. He won't say, oh, no, I gave you yesterday. 
you went to exhaust, you went to, um, you want to use that recklessly. Now you are here today. I won't give you anything. No, he will give you. So if you keep coming back over and over again, after collecting rest today, and say, ah, thank you, God, and you went. And you finish the rest, and you are stressed again, and you come back and say, God, I'm stressed again. I'm tired. I'm worried. He will give you again. It's a level. So, for some people, they can choose to remain at that level. But there is a higher level. Jesus offered much more than that. There is much more that Jesus is offering. Now, let's go to verse 29. God's permanent and lasting offer of rest. There is a permanent rest. There is a lasting one. The one that will last. The one that you don't have to say, ah, I'm stressed again. He says that, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. You are not collecting, you are not receiving rest again now. There is a rest in your soul. This one is internal. It's not external. You are not receiving it. There is a rest you will find in your soul. There is a rest that you don't have to go to anyone to say, please pray for me. I'm stressed. You will find the rest. When you say find, it means you will discover you will, you will see. You will know. But there is a process to that. There is a process to this second rest. This finding rest for your soul. It's not general. You know, we said the first rest is common. It's for everyone. But this second one, there is a process to it. There is a condition attached to it. Please, if I'm speaking too fast, let me know. I'm watching time and I'm still trying to so, you will find rest for your soul. But there is a process. There is something attached to it. And that's what we want to explore. It says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. Let's explore this now. That yoke process. I want to use an imperfect illustration. And I pray God we use this imperfect illustration to get this message to us. Now, this is the illustration. Let's assume I am traveling to Launceston and I don't have a car. The part of the world where I grew up, car is luxury to some extent. Not everyone has a car. So, Let's assume I'm back in time now. And I'm traveling to Launceston with my bag. I have a 20 kg, 20 kg bag that I'm carrying to Launceston. And as I'm going, I'm traveling from Hoverston to Launceston. I'm walking. I don't have a car. I'm walking. I told you this is an imperfect illustration. And as I'm going, I go to Devonport. I feel so tired and... I met Mike. And Mike said, where are you going? I stood, I'm going to Los Angeles. Okay, jump in my car. Let me just take you. And we come to the church. I put my bag in the car. And 
We talk, we go to the church, say, do you want me to make you a coffee? I had a cup of coffee. I feel so relieved. and say, thank you very much. And I carried my bag again and started going. I rested. Is that correct? Yes. From Overstein to Devonport, I took a rest. But let's assume, Mike asked me, I'm also going to Launceston. Do you want to jump in in my car? And I give you a ride there. And I say, wow, that's good. And I jump in in his car. And I put my bag in his boots. And we travel together. Now, do I still have a bag? I want you to answer. Do I still have a bag? Where is my bag? Do I have to worry about the stress, the load, the burden of traveling with a 20 kg bag, walking to Launceston? Do I have to worry about that again? What has changed? Someone is carrying my burden. The yoke now is the car. We have been yoked together. I don't have to worry about what happens to my bag again. I still have a bag. Quite all right. But it's not my problem again. So when the Bible says, take my yoke upon you, he's offering something. Now, this is what is called yoke. It's something that joined two animals together so that they can walk. They can walk and walk. Walking and walking together. So, he said, take my yoke upon you. Let us come together. Let us do this together. There is something, and you will find rest for your soul when we do this together. I still have a bag. The weight of my bag has not changed. It's still 20 kg. But I'm not carrying it again. Because I have been yoked with someone who has the capacity, who has everything it takes to relieve my body. So when the Bible says, take my yoke upon you, it's offering something. Not the rest that you will collect. I can come to the church, have a cup of coffee. He can even pack something for me and say, oh, take this biscuit and feel relieved. And as I'm going, I have 20 kg bag and I'm eating biscuit. How long is it going to take me to feel burdened again? It doesn't last. But there is something more that God is offering. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Now, God's plan for everyone will come to him. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. God's plan for us is to stay. Last week we talked about come. Just come. But God's plan is not for you to come and go. God's plan is that when you come, stay. He doesn't want you to come, oh God, I'm tired. And God say, ah, beautiful, sorry. Have a seat, rest, make a cup of coffee for you, and after that, you go again. No, that's not his original plan. His original plan is when you come, you should stay. Mike, is this time correct? Is it correct?
Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, God's plan for us is to stay permanently. He doesn't want us to come and say, hey, God, thank you. You have been so amazing. Thank you for your hospitality. And go. You're going to get wearied, burdened, and tired. God's plan is when you come, stay. His plan for what he offers now is offering himself. When you come and you stay, God is offering himself. His total package. He's saying, I'm giving you myself. I'm giving you my expertise, my time, my power. We'll be available. We'll be at your disposal when you come and you stay. God's plan for us is when you come and you have received rest, is to start a lasting and a permanent relationship. It is when we do this that we find rest for our souls. His desire is to be part of our story and carry our burden. He doesn't want you to carry the burden alone. He wants you to carry, he wants to be part of it. Now, when I was trying to prepare for this message, this was the part that challenged me. And I'm trusting God that we I'm trusting that God will help us to understand what He's offering us. That He's not just it's not just saying things to entice us. He's saying it because it is real. It is what he intends to do. Look at, God is even giving us his resume here. Look at God's resume. He said, for I am gentle. I am humble in heart. I am gentle. He's giving you his resume. Check my resume. I am gentle. I want to be your support worker. I want to be the one that when you need help, will be there for you. I want to be your support worker. Check my resume. I am gentle. I am humble in heart. I will give you rest. You will find rest for your souls. How to take this yoke upon us? The practicality of it now. I know some of us want to experience this grace. We want to experience this offer. How is it possible? How can I do this? God is saying, depend on me every day. Let me go back here. Now, this thing has tied these animals together. Now, let's assume this is me. I'm the smaller one. Which one is smaller? I think this. And this is the bigger one. Let's assume I now want to say, well, today, though we are tied together, but I want to lead too. What do you think will happen? There will be a problem. He's stronger and he's going to drag me. And in the process of dragging me along, I will get bruised. Depend on me every day. We have been yoked together now. You have to depend on me. You have to rely on me. That's the practicality of taking the yoke of Jesus upon us. We have to totally and absolutely depend on Jesus. I pray God will give us the full meaning of dependence. You know, this animal now, they, they have to agree on everything. If this one is going towards this direction, the other one has to follow. He can't say, no, I'm not going there. It has to go. Because they have been yoked together. That's why I say there is a condition attached to it. 
to find rest for your souls, you have to depend on God. You have to depend on him. He says, submit to me every day. I know that's very difficult. We've all, we are, especially as adults, we are always used to doing things our own way. But when God is saying, now you have to be a child, you have to depend on me, you have to submit to me. I pray we will be able to do this. When God is saying, this one, I want to undo it for you. Can you let me do it? We'll be willing to say, God, I believe you. I know you have something. When you say you want to do something, you will do it. To submit to him. Walk with me every day. Let me bring that to more practical experience. Every day when we wake up, the first thing God is expecting is to start a relationship with us. When you wake up from your bed, I know for some of us, the first thing we do is a cup of coffee and just start our day. But God is saying, start with me. In my presence. You just kneel down beside your bed and just say, God, thank you. Thank you for all everything you've done. You just start a relationship. Every day. Let's start together. Let's send it together. Remember, I still have a bag. My bag is still 20 kg. But the challenge is that, the beautiful thing is that I'm no longer carrying my bag because I've been yoked with a powerful partner. Trust me every day. Take on my identity. You know, when when they want to describe these animals now, they will say a yoke of oxen. They won't identify them by their name or whatever identity they have. They have become one. They have taken one identity together. As long as I'm in Mike's car, when people see us driving by, they will say, oh, that's a blue sedan or whatever the car is. They will identify us by the car. But when I get down from his car, I become an individual. He becomes an individual. We are different now. So when we become yoked together, we are taking on one identity. When people see you, they see Jesus in you. I still have a bag. But someone is carrying my bag now. I still have a load. But because I've been yoked with a powerful partner, I no longer carry the burden alone. The Bible says in the world you will have so many troubles. That's the reality of life. But he said, cheer up for I have overcome the world. That's God's promises for us. Learn my lifestyle. And you will find rest for your souls. When you do this, you will not just be receiving rest. There will be rest within your soul. So what God is offering is a relationship. It's a lifestyle. It's something long-lasting and permanent. As we round up, I need to quickly emphasize this. The healing power of God. I know it's very um, possible to believe that Well, mental health is science. Mental health is reality. But I still believe, the Bible says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. God can still heal. But there are some times when God will say, you see this burden, I'm going to leave it. I'm not going to take it away. 
And that was the experience of Apostle Paul. This was Paul praying in the book of, I think, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 or 2 Corinthians chapter 10 of chapter 15. He said, each time, he was sharing his experience. He said, each time, I pray to God. He said, three times I pray to God that God, please take this thing away. But let's look at God's response to him. He said, each time he said to me, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. Now, this is a man that has found rest for his soul. He's now saying, so now I am glad to boast about my weakness. I am glad to boast about my ill health. I am glad to boast that even though I have mental health challenges, the grace of God is sufficient for me. This is a man, even though God did not take his stress away, his body away, he still have a bag. But God told him, my grace is bigger than your bag. My ability is bigger than your bag. So sometimes God can decide to heal us. Perfect, it's good. Then we find rest for our soul. But when he does not, when he decides not to take away the burden, he's saying, my grace. I pray God will give us grace. Sometimes we'll be able to talk about what grace means. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is all you need. Even though I didn't take away your body, I didn't take away your mental health crisis or whatever, there is a grace that you will live with it and you will find rest for your souls. That's what our God can do. So, the, so that the power of Christ can work through me. Let's round up. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9 to 10. There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. There is a rest for us. There is a package for us. There is a rest attached to our name. That say, you see this rest is for God's people. It's not for general people. It is not the rest we give to everyone that comes. No, this rest is for those is for people of God. He said, For he who has entered God's rest as himself sees from his work as God did from his. I want to say today, God is saying there is a rest that is attached to your name. Your name is written on it. It is for you. The only thing now is to take up the offer and say, that rest that you said has been written for me. It's in my name. Lord, I want to step into it. I want to see the reality of it. I want it to become real in my life. It's practical. As I said earlier on, you can choose to stay at that level of receiving rest. Every time you are stressed, you just come. God, I'm stressed again. Give me, my, give me that rest you give every time. And you collect that general rest and go. You can choose to stay at that level. But there is also another level of saying, finding rest for your soul. For that, there is a condition. You need to take the yoke of Jesus upon yourself. I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. Let's pray together. Our oh, dear God, we thank you. Thank you for you have plans for everything. 
there is nothing, absolutely nothing beyond your control. Everything is within your power. Even for severe mental health crises, mental health challenges, it's not beyond you. You created the whole world. Lord, you have told us this morning and since last week that there is a rest for the people of God. There is a rest attached to our name. And therefore, we should not miss it. Lord, I ask for grace that every one of us will be yoked to you. Will we submit? Will we have to depend on you every day of our life? And saying, God, today again, I depend on you. I want that relationship that will give rest to my soul. That rest will become internal, not external rest again. I won't be receiving rest again. It will become part of my life. Lord, I ask that everyone of us will be able to take that bold step of starting a relationship with you. That relationship that will give us lasting and permanent rest. Lord, I pray that you will help us. I pray for as many people that are still struggling, undecided about if they want to start that relationship or they just want to come and receive rest and go and come. Lord, I pray that you will help them. You see that you, to see that you offer much more than what we, can, we, we are seeing now. Lord, I pray that you continue to help us to be doers of your word. I pray that you will give us grace to see the practicality, just like Paul said. He said, I pray to God, God, take this thing away. And God said, no, let it stay there, but I will carry it. My grace will carry it for you. You just stay beside me, and my grace will be carrying that burden for you. My grace is sufficient for you. I pray that every one of us will see this offer and we take this offer from you. We thank you for everything you have done and for what you are doing. We worship your name for we have asked and received this in Jesus' name. Amen.